Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Talk That Talk Show. I'm your special guest today, Tyree Holmes. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to um, episode 190. This is a very special episode because we're starting down our countdown to the last 10 episodes before 200. Um, it's my great honor to be here and uh, start this kickoff because, you know, the Talk That Talk show has been so special to me, so special to my brother, uh, everyone that's been watching and buying merch and uh, listening in on the podcast channels, but um, I'm just so excited to start this off. Uh, I'm your special host. I'm getting to get to interview somebody very, very special to the show. Um, I don't know if you'll know who it is or not. <laughs> But um, let's not waste any more time. Uh, it's my great honor to introduce my brother, Barry Holmes. We got a great, great podcast ahead of us here. <laughs> Damn, I don't normally get to be on this side of the of the <laughs> of the shit, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's awesome being on the the, the side of the lights here and <laughs> being the first one on before the guest gets here. So it's definitely an unusual uh, spot for me, but. You know, it's good to have you here. How are you feeling on that side? Oh, man. It's almost like when my girlfriend drives and I'm like, damn. <laughs> you're, not, you're not in the driver's seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no control. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely strange for me on this side, too. But, um, yeah, I got a couple of questions to ask you. Uh, first off, you know, just starting off at the beginning of the week, uh, big, big night of bowling, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, <laughs> definitely one of the most... Uh, exciting things to hear about uh definitely exciting to be there while it was happening why don't you walk me through what happened on tuesday night all right so you know tuesday night was definitely a, a monumental thing for us because uh me and lenny like i said you know at the begin at the end of last season or the last third we didn't finish how the way we wanted to you know so i think um with these last couple weeks we really wanted to show you know especially with our shirt saying the confidence we just wanted to go out there and show the work that we've been putting in. And um, I was just really excited because we had a big match against Danielle and Tim. Um, they're always one of our big rivals. And we we came ready prepared to, to, uh, to bowl against them. They wound up bringing up some really tough subs. Steven Weeks, a guy who I've bowled against countless times. Um, another one uh, being, I think this guy, Rich Thompson, was a pretty tough dude as well too. But, um, you know, it was just a battle, you know what I'm saying? Me and Lenny, we just kept fighting and battling. And there was actually one point in time where the guy had front seven against me. He had front seven. And, you know, at many times before, like within this season, we kind of talked about how um, we wanted to take someone's best punch and be able to step up and rise up with them. You know, I think that there's times where, you know, we can get complacent beating the people that we're supposed to beat. But, you know, we went out there and said, you know, at some point we're going to have to take someone's best punch. And, you know, for this guy to have front and seven on me, you know, he thought he had it in the bag. You know, he thought he had it in the bag. And I just remembered if I just keep sparing, you know, if I just keep myself in the game, you know, we'll have a chance to win. And sure enough, he, he split back to back. I think I, I, I stuffed two strikes right back down at him. And, you know, coming into the 10th frame, you know, he, he, again, thought he would still have enough room to beat me. But, you know, I, I, I thugged it out. You know, I remember what Chris's dad said. You know, we're not bowling against anybody except ourselves. And I just went out there with my best foot forward and, and beat the guy scratch who had front seven against me. 
You know, me and Lenny take a big, I think it was like 17-3 to win and put ourselves into the top three into the league now. So, you know, our goals are still the same in taking first place. And, you know, that was a big win for us because it proved that, you know, no matter how far down we are, um, no matter how high someone may be up on us, you know, we're not going to stop fighting. We're not going to stop competing. And that was why it was a big win for us on Tuesday. How hard is that as, you know, you're not, you know, starting off the same way that guy's starting off, you know, seven strikes in a row to not just be like, well, you know, I guess there's nothing I can do this game. I'll just get him in the second. You know, how do you continue to bowl and, and go and get that, those strikes and then pick it up on the second half? Like, how, where do you get that? <laughs> where do you dig, it, dig deep at to get that? I think I, I got one person that I have to thank for that, and that's David Lee. I mean, when you when you have a guy in David Lee that shot 300 on you two, three times <laughs> in your life, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, I've been here before, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I just have to keep competing. You know, I think about guys like my dad who had to go out and, and go against Ernie Lucas, and, and when Ernie Lucas shot 300, my dad shot 279 right behind him. Um, I just think about all those times where, you know, people were in positions where they were getting, you know, it could have been really bad. And I just think back and thinking, hey, they made the most of it. They still competed hard. And, you know, I just thought to myself, if I keep sparing, if I keep, you know, keep the energy up, stay locked in, uh, anything could happen. And I think that especially having that background in, in collegiate sports, high school sports, and, and having to have those clutch moments, I think that kind of gives me the edge over some of these guys that, that just bowl, you know? Yeah, well, how did you uh, release all that tension? I mean, when you're going strike for strike towards the tail end and you know he's starting to open and you starting to close that gap of the of the seven strikes and you know you end up on top you know how did how did you uh <laughs> how did you feel after all that <laughs> i think uh i might have walked away one of them where i didn't look at it i think another strike i started growling like i'm like ah you know um i just think that like with each shot that i had i just kept getting more and more life. It's like, you know, when you keep when you keep uh, someone around in the game, it's like you just keep pumping more and more lives. Like, I keep getting hearts, like, in the Mario level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just keep getting more and more confidence. And it's funny because we had those confidence shirts on, man. But, you know, just with the, each shot, I just thought, like, if I can just celebrate a little bit, if I can just fluster this guy because he had a higher average than me. And obviously, you know, more oftentimes than not, it won't work that way where you don't want to poke the bear. But I just, I, I just smelt blood, you know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to uh, highlight that and just take advantage of that, man. So uh, I, I celebrated it. I let him know that he had front seven. I let him know that I beat him scratch. And that was important to me to not just hide behind the handicap. I wanted to make a statement that uh, a lot of people aren't putting respect on my name. And they think they could just roll out of bed and beat me. And that's not the case. So... Um, moving forward into the week, uh, we have the UBA match on Saturday. We were there as spectators. We were there for supporters for our team. Uh, take me through Saturday and uh, how you felt being our team uh, started off the year. Um, with UBA, uh, it was definitely, uh, I was really excited. Um, I was very happy with the, the support that we did get. Um, I think that the one thing that was a little bit disappointing that I think a lot of other UBA franchises do struggle with at times is having team support. If you have guys that aren't in the lineup that don't show up to support, and I think that beforehand we had um, 17 people say that they were in, 
and only about you know four or five showed up. And I know that that's still important that we had those four or five people do show up. But I would have liked to see more you know team support out of us. Um, but the people that were there were loud, and I loved it. Um, I loved the fight that our scratch team had. Um, normally our scratch pair struggles, but you know they were the ones that kind of anchored our pursuit. Um, and and I just like that our DIY team, no matter whether we're up down. We just got guys that'll fight, man. Um, I think it's definitely different, too, when you're on the other side of things where you can't really control the outcome and, and, and not bowl. And I understand the people that, you know, kind of are frustrated with not making lineups and things of that nature. But, you know, the approach that I've taken, um, and I think that Eric kind of uh, put it in the group chat as well, too, is that, you know, I'm just thinking of myself in the cryogenic chamber. I said it so many times before. But I feel like, you know, with each time that a, a tour stop passes uh, and each time that, um, you know, we may not have the desired outcome in league, you know, I just try to, to get the practice in. And I know that there was a lot of people upset and disappointed with the way things went on Saturday, losing 36-4. to But I thought it was important right after that to go practice. I thought it was important to put it out there uh, to people that, we are practicing, and the best way to get better after loss is to go practice. You know, yeah. go, go, don't sit and be uh, upset about things. Go do something about it. And, you know, as a leader, I can only do but so much. And I feel as though it was my uh, job as a leader and a captain of the team to say, hey, I, yeah, we lost, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go practice. And today, me, my dad, you know, you, and Vinny had one of the best practices I've had in a long time where, you know, I really built on the things that kind of helped me last night at Jersey Lane. So, you know, overall, what I think is about the UBA event that we had, I think that we have a great, great future ahead of our team. We got a bunch of guys that aren't afraid. And we got a lot and we got a lot of guys that are hungry and ready to get out there. And I just got to do my job. And I hope that what other people see with me as a leader is, do your job and go on the lanes and practice. You can't just roll out of bed because you have a high average and think you're going to beat these guys. Because shooting 600, 550 and below, it's not going to beat the top teams like a, a you know, like a pocket kings that are going to come out and want to all shoot 700 on us. And I think CJ definitely did make a big point of saying that, hey, we are capable of doing the same thing. We got to rise up too. So, you know, I'm excited for the next opportunity that I have to, to rise up, you know. I think another cool thing about you is that um, you're not a house bowler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you start the week off at Carolier, either Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. and Wednesday you're down at Greenbrook. Yep. Thursday you're at Woodbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday. Saturday we're at Strathmore. <laughs> or Jersey oh, Lanes. Or Jersey Lanes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting the whole repertoire, and you're able to develop different angles, different shots, and you also have, uh, you're constantly improving your bag with different balls. Uh, tell me about the revelations you've made with uh, the ball rotation and st- stuff of that nature. So last night, or no, wasn't yeah, it was last night. Um, I, big shout out to Eric. I love Eric to death, man. But um, he actually asked me to sub at Jersey Lanes, and I, I really appreciate that because that's a league that you can't just go and sub at. You have to be on the sub list. And, you know, he uh, has enough trust in me to give me that opportunity. So every time I go to sub there, I just try to put my best foot forward. And even though it's like it's not the best shot, like 
it's um, a shot that we don't have on Monday or Tuesday, but it's comparable to what I see Wednesday and Thursday. So I really try to take that Saturday and, and just apply different things, both experimentally and then also just uh, taking it in the data bank and say, okay, this worked here, this make work here. So, you know, last night came a situation where, you know, I started to throw with my vibe because people know that I like to, you know, when the ball, when I ball down and transition, I transition to the vibe. But um, one of the things that I was, you know, doing with that when it was starting, uh, after that kind of didn't work, I didn't really have an option. So Eric had been encouraging me for the longest to go throw this urethane, throw that urethane. Mm. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. And I threw it, and I remember, like, I hit the spot where I wanted, but it just didn't come the way that I wanted it to. It didn't snap. So I was like, you know what? I got to really, like, throw something on this. And I remember Artemis, big shout out to Artemis. He came up to me, uh, came up to Doc, who was watching me. He's like, you know, when is Barry going to finally throw the ball? (laughs) And I kind of, like, thought about that, and I really just decided to just try and, you know, rip the cover off the ball. Same thing I've been telling everybody else. And it really worked for me, and I never had success throwing the urethane before. So then, you know, after that, we we had practice on Sunday today, and I just thought, how can I apply that same success, not just with that urethane shot, but then to, you know, my strike shot with the balling up? And you saw it, Dad saw it, you know, I just felt like, you know, completely different pin action out there. And it's just funny because... You know, you could be struggling all season and you could be having, you know, a tough time. But all it takes is that one thing that happens or that one thing to click for, that one epiphany moment. And I just think that Saturday, you know, throwing that urethane and and just seeing what exactly it took to get that ball to work, which kind of like helped me with my mechanics. And um, I'm just excited to apply it in this week, man, and see just how far we can go. Yeah, yeah. Exciting week. Final week, right? Yeah, man. Mm. Um, we got one, this is the last uh, week of the half of the season for us on Monday night. And I know that we've, we had, you know, higher hopes to finish a little bit higher, but, you know, we've started to end these last couple weeks with some big wins against some big time teams. So, um, I'm just excited, man. And, And I love the team that I have, you know, I love the idea of having you come back next season. That gets me. Uh, excited to get my game right, go back in the cryogenic chamber and get myself right. And um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot to look forward with our with our bowling careers, man. Looking up. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, uh, segueing away from the bowling, uh, you're really big into the betting right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. And not just you know betting a lot, but betting strategically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what kind of strategies do you have going into the betting uh, now that you have you know? Not a team, but <laughs> you have some some heads together to you know figure out how you can best uh, increase your odds to, to to win out. For sure, man. Mm-hmm. Um, big shout out to Jeff. Um, it seems like almost a couple months now where Jeff came to me with an idea. I was like, "Yo, we should do this betting Discord." And uh, you know, I've had success in the four with doing sports betting, but um, you know, I didn't really take it per se too serious. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a couple, you know, good bets where I had some some winnings, you know, I really thought, I'm like, you know what, Jeff, let's do this Discord. And like you said, we've been able to add resources now where we have, like, a Vinny. Uh, you know, we have uh, Tori's boyfriend, TK, which is our good friend. You know, we have Ish. We have Glex, who's challenging us to make good picks. And, you know, really what we've done is create a network of people that have all this sports knowledge 
and we kind of just bounce ideas off each other. I think you saw it the other day where, you know, we got on the, the voice chat. We were just asking each other yeah. about these different games. And, um, you know, my strategy pretty much has been, you know, tap into my friend group, you know, see what other people are thinking, and then just do, like, little three to four leg parlays, you know, 5 to $10. I think the m- most important thing that people get wrong, especially with sports betting, is, you know, they bet with a lot of things that they may not have. So, you know, I like to try and be responsible with my betting so it doesn't seem like it's life or death. It's, you know, almost like you're adding um, a little bit more incentive to watch the game. So, you know, I just try to bet with only what, what I'm comfortable yeah. losing. And then also just, you know, putting a couple little parlays together with, you know, my friends and family who will give me some suggestions. All right, for some tips for some new people uh, that are new to betting, you know, some states are just now getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people just are getting to be of age to go bet. Uh, what are some things that you stay away from? Like, you're never going to touch that that kind of uh, bet, like whether it be a spread or an alternate or a first basket score. And what are some things that you're always going to include in your tickets? Okay, I, I definitely think that... I try to stay away from looking at the numbers first. I know people might think that's a little weird, but I think that at times when people put parlays together, they tend to chase the money or chase the the outcome at the bottom as opposed to picking people that you confidently think are going to win. So what I like to do is I like to go to ESPN or wherever and see the slate of games. And I just like to see who do I like, you know, who's had, uh, you know, a nice little win streak going. Um, who's playing at home, um, you know, who's out, who's injured. I think those are big factors. And I definitely try to stay away from the trap games where you have, like, a three-game win streak going against another three-game win streak. Yeah. <laughs> or you have maybe a ranked uh, opponent who is minus 700 or something like that because it doesn't really make sense for you to make that bet. So I like to, you know, take... Especially with college basketball, too, I like to take teams that are underdogs that are ranked on the road. Because a lot of times in college basketball, you know, they like to give the favorites to the home team. So for me, I like to take those ranked, like, for example, I think Purdue had played Ohio State or something like that. And they were a number one team going on the road. And that was a that was a, a perfect game, perfect storm game, and I and everybody also knows I love my hockey. <laughs> I love betting yeah. on hockey. It's like the most uh, unpredictable thing, but that's what makes it so dope to try and predict it. Um, I, I like to go towards the money line games and hockey. I, I tend to to uh, stray towards my favorite teams like Edmonton right now. I really like betting on Edmonton. Um, another team I really like to bet on is the Capitals when um, Ovechkin was going through that little goal surge. Yeah. You know, I really like betting on them. So I, I like to try and find teams that have had that success and you know have been underdogs of late and have been you know getting some wins. So you know, there's definitely a lot of angles to take, but um, just just experiment. You know, put a couple two two dollar parlays in and see what you like. And, and one of my favorite things for sure that I love betting is. Total first quarter points, you know, because <laughs> it's not like you're betting against one team or the other team. You want everybody to yeah, score. Yeah, you just want to score. So it's, uh, like, it, it's exciting for me, so try that one out, too. That's a good one. I have not tried the first quarter betting, so mm-hmm. I'll have to give that one a shot. Uh, yeah, it definitely seems like you've been accomplishing a lot in this new year. It seems like you've kicked it off hot. Um, 
mom always likes to tell us when the new year starts, you open the door out with the old, in, in with, with the, the new. new. So what are some things that are out with the old for you that you left in 2022? What are some new things that you introduced into your life or into uh, your um, routine on 2023 moving forward? I think uh, one of the things that I have started to do is I would say maybe drink less beer while bowling. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's been something that, you know, my dad's been trying to influence me to do for a long time. And I just think that I didn't have a reason to not not drink beer at the time. So I think that's why it became a little bit harder for me to accept that or to be like, that's something that I want to do. But I feel as though with, you know, the things I'm trying to accomplish outside of the bowling alley where, you know, trying to go back to the gym and, um, you know, this year to start, you know, me and Doc, you know, had said that we want to try and go at least three or four times a week. Yeah. And what's that's kind of coincided is in last year, we're always saying, I don't have enough time or I don't know when I'm going to do this. And really in this year, we've just tried to really make time. So maybe not recording the episode on Friday, recording it here on Sunday to where I can go to to the gym after work or not staying after to have drinks and do what we like to do on Monday night and just doing that Tuesday night so we can go to the gym after, you know, bowling Monday night and incorporating icing my arm. You know, I've been on the earth 32 years, never iced my fucking arm <laughs> ever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, just really trying to maintain my physical health so that I can perform at the highest ability, especially with nationals coming up too, man. I think that, you know, Dad said this road to Reno thing, and, you know, I've really um, embraced it. So I just really, in you know, without with the old, just trying to uh, really get away from things that may not help me bowling-wise, and then also in with the new with in with the same, like a new routine of trying to establish making time for the gym and, and, and sticking to it, you know, being self accountable for myself. Yeah. And I think that's something that uh, I really want to continue on with in uh, 2023, man. That's really awesome. That's really commendable. And yeah. it definitely helps when you have a, a younger brother like you who really makes the time for the gym and has seen the results. I think it's very difficult for people, especially when they go to the gym or just starting out and they don't see the instantaneous results that they're looking for and it's so hard for them to falter off. But you know, I think it's very inspiration and motivational for me to look at my brother and see like, you know, he stays with it, he's got the jug of water, <laughs> he's doing what he's supposed to, and you know, you, you look the way you want to, man. So and I think that's also another thing is to have, you know, inspiration like you to, you know, motivate me as well, too. Well, I feel like that's kind of a chain reaction. It's like the butterfly effect because, you know, I take that from you. <laughs> I'm giving it back. <laughs> yeah. But it's more of like the creativity side of you. You know, you always wanted to have something of your own in like... Uh, whether it be this show or if you had your own business selling jerseys back in college, you yep. know, flipping hats, uh, making your own brand, doing collaborations. Like you've always been really creative and you've always, you know, not taken no for an answer. You've always found a way to make that happen. You said, I wa- you started getting into the hats and then you saw the pins were a big deal and you're like, I want a pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a pin now. And now you have many pins and they're all dope, you know, and you go to like the hot drops and you see other people wearing your pins and, uh, <laughs> you know, you just see that uh, it's not just their friends, but it's also people that are from looking out, looking from the outside in that want a piece of that. And uh, I've always found that awesome that you've been able to be so creative and uh, been able to not just go 
the beaten path and like make your own path and uh, stick to it no matter what. Uh, that's yeah. really awesome. That's really hard to do. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I say it all the time that you know it's hard to to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy for me, but I feel as though that for some people it is hard for them to be themselves. And I think that. You know, someone like Glex, who's never afraid to be himself, <laughs> even though he may laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like Jeff, who's always the same Jeff. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, incorporating people like that, that um, are just special individuals, that's what makes it easy for us to be special individuals ourselves. Because, you know, someone like Say, he, he'll, he'll always laugh at me because I wear my socks without sandals. But he said, that's who mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I just truly... I think it's very important and it's underestimated for people to just be happy and wake up and, and love who they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm at a place now where I do feel that way, you know? Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's uh, really special that you let me, you trusted me <laughs> to take the driver's seat of this podcast tonight. Um, that's all I have for you. I mean, if you have anything that you'd like to say and cover, uh, you know, please, please do. I think, you know, the main thing that I wanted to at least get across here and I think the biggest message that I learned over this past week is just to never give up, man. Um, Guy had front seven on me, man. I hate to keep bringing it to bowling, but, you know, I just feel like not even just bowling-wise, but in the hat game, you know, and basketball where I had to take a scholarship spot away when I walked on. Um, in bowling, where I'm not a traditional bowler, uh, in the me- sports media, where I wasn't ESPN or have the highest credentials like the other guys, I just always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder, and you know nothing was ever given to me. I felt, and that moment where that guy had front seven on me, it was almost like, is this <laughs> is this another one again? <laughs> like, is this another time again? Mm-hmm. Someone's just gonna rise up, and I'm not gonna do shit about it, and you know, I just proved to myself that I can do it. And I proved to a lot of people out there that, you know, I can do it. And um, it's, it was just awesome, man. And I just think that that lesson there of, you know, not giving up and having the success, having the confidence to do what you're supposed to, and then doing it, it was just empowering, man. It was empowering for me, man. And um, I think Norm Duke, he, he normed, uh, not Norm Duke, uh, I forget what the guy's name who do you think you uh, are? I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pete, Weber. Pete Weber. He had a, a video where he like was announcing his retirement, and he was like, you know, love me or hate me, you know, you still watched. That's all you could do. And I thought about that, and like, here, this guy, he had his chance, and now he has to watch me take his heart. And um, that that to me was just so empowering. Of you're not gonna just roll out of bed and beat me, and um, you know that. That if anybody learns anything from this podcast or from that message, I just want them to know: believe in yourself because you know you never know what can happen. You know, you never know what can happen. A guy can have front seven on you, and you can still beat him scratch. You know, so that's my message. Yeah. All right. So guest guest <laughs> host is the way you start off the kickoff of the last ten. You know, uh, do you have a lot more in store for our viewers here for the last 10 episodes? Well, I know this month, again, we, we, we're going to be starting it up. Uh, actually, we'll start it up with this episode. Um, after I post the episode, uh, I'll post to our Facebook and everything that we will open up the raffle 
so that people can, you know, spend their money. They'll be having $20 max. You know, we'll open up the uh, dollar sign Talk That Talk Show Cash App. People can send their money there. And we're going to have the raffle to see who's going to design the next Talk That Talk Show hoodie. So, again, in, in 2023, we want to, you know, have some more engagement with the fans. Um, and I think that this hoodie release is going to be special because, again, uh, people can literally put their money in and raffle to get a chance to make the, the hoodie what they want. People always talk about how they want a hoodie or they want to get some uh, hoodies when they release. And I think that with that being one of our most hottest commodities, why not give people the opportunity to design it themselves? So uh, look out, man. You know, Get those raffle tickets in. Uh, see if you guys can win the raffle because you might have a chance to win that Talk That Talk Show hoodie. Don't miss any more episodes. <laughs> Let this be the last episode you miss if you missed it. <laughs> Tune yeah. in every week moving yes. forward. <laughs> Um, I, ju I just want to thank you too for guest hosting because I know it's not easy to do this and you know there's not many people that I 100% trust <laughs> and you know you're definitely one of those and I think you knocked it out the park man so is there anything you want to say to the people before we get off the air here? Uh, I just want to say it's been a pleasure to uh, host it today. It's definitely, uh, it gives you a lot of respect for the man on the other side here who's giving you the questions and the one who's giving you, uh, you know, uh, your, your rhythm. So it's definitely something that if I wanted to do more, I'm going to have to practice because <laughs> I don't have 189 episodes under my belt. I just have one. <laughs> yeah, yes. you can definitely see he's got, he's got what it takes. He's, uh, I love the show and I can't wait to see what we have moving forward. Hell yeah, man! I appreciate you, Tyree, and yo, let's uh, let's let's really let's really kill it this 2023, and um, and let, let's see if we can cash a dash. <laughs> let's see if we can cash a dash, man. But um, yeah, man, this is the 190th episode, man. You 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 know, I don't know what's coming next. A lot of people want to know what's coming. I don't know. <laughs> Just go <gonna laughs> have to check and see. You know. But thank you guys so much. Love you all, and we'll see you at episode 191.